The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you need it. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and uh, I am excited to be here today. I'm also excited to have Darian Seifert from our State Street store, uh, which is a, always a, a fun sentence to say, Darian Seifert from the State Street store. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while since I've been on. Uh, yeah, it's been, I, we were trying to figure it out. It was probably last fall that you were on, and uh, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time to come and hang out with me and Talk about lawn and garden stuff. What uh, what kind of things you guys got going on over at State Street? You know, with the weather we had this week, uh, everybody's getting the itch. Yeah. I mean, we were in the 60s for a few days there in a row, and and we definitely picked up. And so I I could not believe how warm it was yesterday. I kept going like I had to go run a few errands, and like I'd put my 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 you know my hoodie on. And I'd get outside, and I'm like, "Why am I wearing this? It's so warm outside." <laughs> it was it was a beautiful day. It was a little windy, but for the most part, man, it was a, it was a gorgeous day. It was a great day to get out and do some stuff in the lawn and garden. It's going to be a great week, I think, to do some uh, some yard work, and uh, we're going to get into some of that sort of stuff as we get into the show here. Uh, but if you're interested in anything, you got something on your mind, something you want to ask us about, uh, something you're noticing or uh, looking to get started and you'd like to ask us about it, we'd love to hear about it and talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So um, the, the weather was was gorgeous uh, and a lot of people are coming in to start doing things. Um couple of things I want to throw out real quick. I'm going to pivot just a little bit. We don't have any class this week, but we do have, we will have a Facebook Live class next week. No no in-store class this week, this next week. Uh, so don't look for that. But we will be doing a, a Lawn Care Facebook Live next week. So that was the first Facebook Live we did ever last year. And uh, it you know, kind of turned into something, and uh, I'm excited to keep doing those. So next week we're going to be doing that. I think Chris is going to be off, so it's going to be Corey and I, and I think we're we're trying to line up a mystery guest. We'll see who we can find to come and and do that with us. So check that out next week. But in in, in the meantime, uh, you can always give us a call here. Or you can always reach out to us on Facebook Live or Facebook, excuse me, and Instagram, whatever you got. Uh, and we have uh, chicks are still coming in. You guys have any baby chicks over at State Street right now? Yeah, we got barred rocks and Americanas in last week, but we're down to just a handful now. But uh, we'll have yeah. uh, another seventy-five coming in on Friday. 
uh, next Friday. So you got a few left. So that seems to be kind of the the way it's been going the last uh, with that first shipment. They all went pretty quick, and uh, not a whole lot left. It sounds like out there. So yeah, it's kind of hard to judge when you're first getting going, but uh, we'll start picking up and getting more in as the days or yeah, every couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're looking for something, you can always if you're looking for something in particular, you can go to zamzos.com. Scroll down to the bottom. There is a link that'll show you what stores uh, are all the stores are getting and when those chicks are coming in. So if you're looking for something in particular, uh, you can plan that out or you can always, uh, you know, special order chicks too. So lots of options if you're looking to get into that or need to increase your flock. There's a lot of opportunity there to get some chicks. So it looks like we got a phone call already. We've got Chris in Nampa. Chris, how's it going? How can we help you? Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. So I don't know if you guys can answer this, but my new obsession is um, the they're called the garden pools or the spools where they're just like little pools in your yard. Hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, okay. So how hard are the, like I see all over Pinterest that you can do it yourself and you can pour the concrete and all that kind of stuff. I'm just wondering how hard that is because when you call the contractor's um around here they're back like a whole year yeah on putting in pools yeah so um so there's a there's a couple of different like kind of ways i've heard it so this sounds like um what you're describing is like is it are you thinking of taking up like a really large section of your lawn or just smaller pieces because i've seen it kind of well i mean yeah i uh like I have the the room to do whatever, yeah. Um, and I've looked at I've looked at all kinds of them where you know you can have like a hybrid pool where you you know half of it is underground and the other half is above ground and you build a half deck around the half pool <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if I could do just a smaller one, um, that would be great. Like twice the size of a hot tub, kind of like a swim spa size. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, so the the ways, uh, so you can actually do something like that really, I mean, you can make it as simple as you want, right? Or you can go as elaborate as you want. Um, I think it was, I don't remember, I think it was Jim Zamzo was actually talking last year about um, just digging uh, a section of your lawn up, like say four by four, right? And just digging up okay. the lawn. Uh, you know, get a couple, you know, two or three inches down, putting some more soil in it and, you know, a little bit, maybe an edge or something like that. And just planting like a tomato there or, um, you know, you could go a little bit bigger and start doing like almost little pockets of stuff. And you don't necessarily have to concrete it in. And if you just dug down, you can actually do that without the concrete. So what's kind of beneficial to something like that uh the way jim was describing it was that you know say you wanted to sell your house next year you can dig that up and plant some new seed and it's like it never happened uh if you want something a little more like substantial i would almost say don't go to the extent of concreting it because then you've got to go deeper and then backfill it back up just dig a you know dig a section of it out and then fill it in with some good soil because the grass that you dig up is going to have a lot of root there. And so you're going to have to tend mm-hmm. to get rid of a lot of that because it's really kind of a hassle to try to shake all that soil out of the grass root. So dig down and mm-hmm. you could even probably do like a sod cutter and then rototill it um, or just dig it up, 
backfill it with some good soil that's good for planting, you know, just like a topsoil compost mix to fill it back in. And voila, you've got a garden in the middle of your lawn. And 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 that's as much as you would need to do. Um, like I said, I think that the thing that would throw me off from the, the pool part of it, I mean, I guess if you did it one way, like it's, if you're done with the garden, you could dig all the soil out and you have a pool. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but if you just wanted, if you're just interested in a garden and you want to, you know, fill up the lawn space, I would personally, I would just do what I was just talking about, dig it up backfill it a little bit with some soil, those plants are going to grow through into that soil. And you've already got a good fair amount of soil there. So you're not going to have to do that much and you can make a really nice garden in the middle of the lawn or or anywhere you want it. Yeah. So, um, it sounds like an awesome project. Uh, I'd love to see pictures of it actually. Uh, once you, (laughs) once you get it done, uh, email them to zamzos.com or share them on, uh, on our Facebook page. I'd love to see, uh, kind of what you end up doing because it sounds fascinating and a lot of fun. I'm sure a lot of people would dig something like that. Awesome! Thanks for taking my call. Have a good day. Yeah, you bet, Chris. Thanks for the call. Um, that's a re- have you heard of that at all? I haven't actually heard of cementing it in or like pooling it in. No, I haven't heard much about it. But I mean, if you were to cement it in, you'd have to go you know decently deep right. just to get the have a room for the roots to grow. Exactly, because I mean, if you think about like a tomato, you know, a tomato, you know, I would prefer something about three feet deep uh, in soil. Like if you were going to do like a garden box, right? Right. You know, you want it to be pretty deep. Almost three feet would probably. I mean, I guess you can do it shallower if you're going into soil right underneath that. So, yeah, it sounds like um, it could be. Yeah, I'm just pretty. Could be pretty awesome, especially if you're gonna like deck around it. That would be cool. I'm just. I'm. I love decks though. Decks are <laughs> awesome because you know you get to sit out there and eat food. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a fun project. Enjoy the weather. Yeah, absolutely. All right, sounds like we got to go to a break, so we will do that. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, inviting you to our annual Lawn Care College next Saturday, March 13th at 1 p.m. on Facebook Live. If you're new to the Boise area, are planting or rebuilding a lawn, or just want a better looking lawn, Zamzo's Lawn Care College is for you. In about one hour, Corey McClymans and Nolan Guthrie will teach you all about turf grass, including reseeding your lawn, preventing weeds, crabgrass, and insects, proper mowing and watering, and of course, how and when to fertilize your lawn using Zamzo's biologically correct lawn food, one bag at a time, or as part of our five-step annual lawn program. Corey and Nolan put on a fun and informative class, and you'll be able to ask questions along the way. So this year, if you want a better looking lawn at an affordable price, why not hire yourself? It's easy, and we'll show you everything you need to know. So join us for Zamzo's annual lawn care college next Saturday at 1 p.m. It's streaming online for free on Facebook Live. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons, 3 to 6 on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show this Saturday. I am here with Darian Seifert of our State Street store, and uh, I'm Nolan Guthrie. Uh, I work at the home office. I do things. I'm on here every week, so you probably know me by now. But, hey, uh, if you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. You can give us a call at 208-336-3700 
or 1-800-529-KBOI. We did get a call during the break, so let's go to Roger in Boise. Roger, how's it going? How can we help you? Yes, good morning. Uh, I might be getting a little ahead of myself, but I'm interested in a rock, Daphne shrub. Mm. Uh, Can a person put something like that in a hanging basket and kind of keep it, you know, into into the morning sun and... uh, and uh, have it survive. Um, so yeah, the rock daphnes are are very they're they're beautiful plants and they smell really nice. Um, you could yeah. I think you could do it in a hanging basket if you got one a little bit bigger because it's kind of um, you know the, I, I if I recall I don't think they survived the winter here, um, and I might be thinking of the wrong daphne, but I feel like yeah. I've tried. I, I did. I did have one that survived the winter, uh, but the neighbors and my kids' basketball got to it before <laughs> many winters, and uh, yeah, and it uh, it did survive. But uh, but if a person uh, like moves it on the south window of a garage in the winter. Mm-hmm. Could he maybe maintain it? Yeah, keep it. So one of, there's a few things that um, you can absolutely do it. There's a few things you got to just kind of keep in mind when you try to, when you bring, like you have it growing outside. Like it'll survive the summer here, um, even the late spring and early autumn. It'll survive that no problem. I think it once it gets a deep freeze, it's going to have some issues. And one of the big things that we have here, especially when it comes to pots, when is that we'll have freeze and then it'll thaw out. And so it's that over and over freeze, thaw, freeze, thaw, freeze, thaw that causes a lot of issues. So, so bringing it into the garage where you can, you're going to have something a little more consistent will certainly be a great place to keep it during the winter. Um, And if you can, if you can get it to where it's getting at least six hours of sunlight a day, which is tough in the winter, even if it's a south facing one, I think you got to have that highlight for as long as you can. So you might need to supplement it a little bit. And there's a few other things like uh-huh. they'll tend to when you go from outside to inside, you'll tend to notice like they'll get aphids really easily. You might get fungus gnats, you might get white flies. So you get some pests that will kind of travel in with it. Um, so you got to be ready for those things. So have like a little bit of like some neem oil or what's your preferred aphid killer, Darian? What do you usually use? Um, any pyrethrin mix too. And there's several options with that. Right. uh, Permethrin. And that's another good one. And that will take care of a lot of those bugs. So have something like that ready and then just be prepared. You might actually, what you want to, might want to do is, um, what, when we, when we're growing like, uh, seedlings, when we say we start seeds inside and we get them going before we take them outside, we do what's called hardening off where you take them outside for just a short amount of time. You kind of want to almost do the reverse for it coming back in. Um, because then it starts getting used to a lower light situation and then it's not as big a transition for it to go from full sun into, you know, only getting maybe four or five hours. So you can kind of condition it and get it ready for that sort of situation. And then, you know, as far as Uh care, you're probably going to water a little bit less. You want to fertilize less. You don't really need to do as much. So just keep those in mind Uh as you transition. There's a, there's a change that you've kind of got to simulate, uh, for that plant for it to continue on. I see. Uh, how about uh, when you, if I were to get one and pot it, 
what kind of soil would I put it in? You would still want to use, yeah, you would still want to use a potting soil. I mean, honestly, like I think what's the one, uh, I think we just call it premium, right? It's premium just, potting soil. Yeah, yeah, just our premium potting soil. It's, uh, yeah, uh-huh. it's a it's a great potting soil for lots of different uses. And But if it's in a pot or a basket, you do want to use a potting soil. So as long as you're using that, you're going to be in good shape. Yeah. Well, I sure appreciate your uh, advice. Do you carry the daffody by any chance, or will you be getting any in? I think usually they we bring some in. Um, I'm trying to think. Do you remember if you got any of those last year, Darian? I can't recall off the top of my head, but we'll be getting quite a bit of stuff next week. We'll have a better idea. Yeah, so what I would, I would probably check uh, with the Chinden store. Um, give them a call. Talk to Christian. Uh, he's very knowledgeable of plants. He's the assistant manager there, and um, he can look for you and see if it's something that they can find. Um, yeah, that would be my best, uh, recommendation for trying to find a specific plant like that. Um, or even Sandy okay. over at state street, Sandy knows plants like crazy well, and, uh, she can, <laughs> she might be able to find it if that is a little closer for you. So yeah, we can, we can find something for you for sure. Well, that sounds great. I sure appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the call, Roger. Appreciate that. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. You can give us a call at 208 336 Three seven zero zero or one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. So I want to get into something. You know, we were during uh, we did the first round of reminders. Uh, we started our lawn program reminders this week. Did you guys have a lot of folks coming in to to start feeding the lawn this last week? Yeah, especially when the reminders went out, we had quite a few people. Uh, I mean, just with the temperatures alone, people are getting ready yeah. to get things down. They're just, uh, yeah, you can just tell people are just, they're ready to start doing some stuff out in the lawn and garden. Did you have, um, what were some of the questions? Did people, like, were they surprised to get a reminder so early? Or what, what, what kind of things were people, did they have any concerns about putting lawn food out this early? Well, I think this is the earliest we have started the reminders. But, um, I mean, the, the biggest question is is, is water. And, yeah, you know, we, as we were talking about before the show is with the milder temperatures, you know, it's not going to be bad for the lawn or, or burn up the lawn with with the cooler temperatures. So you you can definitely get it down now. And, and the frost that we get uh, will help water it in. Hopefully before too long, we get some more rainstorms. Yeah, it looked like there might be some scattered showers this afternoon. So getting it down at, you know, at some point today might even be a fantastic time. But yeah, you're right. Even just a little bit, you know, the frost is going to melt. It's going to create a little bit of moisture and it's going to help that break down. And uh, the only thing I ever really caution people with is like, if you've got a dog, you might want to wait. Like we're starting early. So you don't have to, like, you don't have to do it right now. You can put that first application of lawn food all the way in, I mean, April, if you have to. Um, so we've got plenty of time, but if you've got a dog, the lawn food, because it's, or, you know, natural base and it's got all that feed product in it, dogs can tend to like try to eat it. And, yep. and that can, that can give them an upset stomach. So you got to be careful of that. If you've got a dog, you might just hold off a little bit if you can't get any water, but you know, in some places that have like house water, like I'm in Nampa and I don't really have like a house water spigot, but some places I know like in Meridian, you know, they might still have a faucet up, uh, maybe even in Boise, if you've got a house spigot and it just takes a few minutes of water, it doesn't, you don't have to soak it. It doesn't have to take forever. Just a light watering over the top of it, um, with the hose is, is enough to get it, you know, breaking down and, and working into that soil. So, 
So don't worry about it. You'll have you'll you got plenty of time. Definitely <laughs> to got do plenty it. of time. Uh, so looks like we got another phone call from Patrick in Boise. Patrick, how's it going? How can we help you today? Hey, pretty good. I checked with you guys last year, and I checked around. I didn't have any luck. Um, again, this year I want to um, see if I can get some privacy on my deck. And one way that I was hoping to do that was uh, just to maximize whatever space I'm looking to privatize with volume. And I was thinking the best way to go about that would be with bamboo. Mm. So I understand the circumstances regarding it being a rhizome and that sort of thing. But what I'm looking for, and I don't know if you guys are going to carry any or have a species you could recommend, but I want to do, you know, like a 15-gallon pot, yeah, maybe a little more, and get as much height and fill out of that pot with bamboo that I can. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you could do like a whiskey barrel or something like that would be really exactly. nice. Yeah, something yeah, big. Right. Um and in getting bamboo is is an issue sometimes just because of availability, but we do buy out of Oregon, so I know we can get it. So I think it's a matter of just finding uh, one of our vendors that does it. And I know we were actually going to talk about it. I know we've got plants coming in. So I think one of the best things let's do this, Patrick. Uh give me an email. Send me an email. Uh, it's just zamzos at zamzos.com. Shoot that over to me. Those, those all come to me. And uh, just say this is Patrick called on the radio show asking about bamboo. Yeah. A species I would recommend, I don't remember the exact name, but it was like, um, I, I want to say it was like a, a crooked cane, um, was one that I know we had in the past, but I know it had good height um, and wasn't too invasive. Um, it wasn't a like a really thick bamboo as far as like the, the individual bamboo didn't get crazy large but it did get good height and that was a really nice one it was a nice green color and what was cool about it is as those canes grew every now and then there'd just be this little crook in it like it would just grow at a 45 degree Mm -hmm. angle out and then back in and then grow back up again it was just the oddest thing but they were really neat um so i think we i'm pretty sure we can find some for you um there's a couple other species that i i you know like i would if I saw him, I would say, oh, yeah, I remember having that before, <laughs> but I can't remember the name of them. But there are some good ones out there, and they're good ones for this area, too. So, um, yeah, they're pretty hardy for the Pacific Northwest, aren't yeah, they? I mean, d- typically they are, yeah. There's, some, you know, there's always some varieties that aren't going to do as well, but we can get some varieties that will handle this, uh, the cold. And like I was mentioning with our last caller, Roger, the biggest thing is the freezing and thawing, the refreezing and thawing that we get, especially when you're going in pots. So one easy thing to do with that, um, you know, you've got your whiskey barrel, just buy a couple bags of compost, or you can even do straw or something, but just pile up a big thing of compost around it, and that'll kind of insulate it or put some straw around it, and that'll insulate it from uh, that freeze thaw, unless you're going to, like, bury the whiskey barrel, which is another option. Um, Yeah, you know, an an, an interesting thing, too, regarding that is the fact that, uh, you know, let's say, for instance, you had it on a deck, so you're not going to pile a whole bunch of organic matter but one thing you, you yeah. can do is if you can get a decent price on them and you can find them use is use um concrete blankets oh interesting yeah yeah where you they use the concrete blankets during the winter time then they get rid of them and then they sure. buy new ones but but those work really well and then you don't have to deal with a whole bunch of right and that'd you know, be material a good, uh, and reusable thing that you could just yeah 
Yeah, pack it up every year, store it somewhere, and then pull it out again. Fantastic. That's a okay, great idea. Okay, so the last thing then, dealing with something like that in a container, uh, other than just adding organic matter to it every year, does it seem like it's going to have a run of a run cycle of life, meaning that after three or four years in that same container, it's going to have to go and you're going to have to replace it? You wouldn't. So you wouldn't have to, like, say, bring in a new bamboo. What you could do, because it's in that pot, is you could – um, you might have to. It might take some work because it's going to be pretty thick, uh, because those roots are all just growing in that same area. But I would say, like every yeah. couple of years, pull the thing out as best you can. Pull it out, divide it, cut it up, fill the pot back up with some new soil, and replant them. Uh, and sure, then, maybe like irises or absolutely. spider plants. Ex- yeah, exactly. okay, that sounds good. Yeah, because then okay, yeah, I'll you, send you an email and I'll look forward to hearing back from you then. Awesome, thanks for that, Patrick. I will definitely keep an eye out for that. And we'll find something for you. All right. Looks like we got Doug on hold. So we're going to come back uh, here on the Zamzo's Garden Show. We'll talk to Doug. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo. Now, are you tired of looking at a yellow lawn and ready to see some green out your window? Well, why not wake your lawn up early with Samzo's Lawn Food? We realize applying Samzo's biologically correct lawn food early won't raise the soil temperature nor the outside temperature, but applying Samzo's Lawn Food now will make sure that the moment the sun comes out and the soil and outdoor temperatures do start to rise, your lawn will start to grow and turn green weeks before your neighbor's does. You see, Dad wanted to invent the world's best lawn food, so he tinkered with the ingredients and tested it over and over until he found the right combination of ingredients that worked well in all types of Treasure Valley soils. Dad called this formula Zamzo's Lawn Food, and it's the same food you can buy right now, one bag at a time, or as part of our annual lawn program. So if you want a healthy green lawn instead of a yellow one, wake your lawn up early with Zamzo's Biologically Correct Lawn Food. 13 stores to serve you, including CUNA on Main Street across from the park. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. The mo- Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are 670-KDOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Darian Seifert of the State Street Store. And we're talking to you live today. So if you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 208-336-3700. Or one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. We've got a few calls uh, stacking up here, so let's get to Doug and Meridian. Doug, how you doing today? Thanks, Nolan and Darren. Darren, um, yeah, it's Darren, was... but close. It's close. Oh, <laughs> Darren, okay, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> uh, I've been called different names myself. <laughs> um, one of your calls just was talking about the Daphnes, so yeah. I looked it up. And I came across a Aramarginita alba. Mm. It's a green leaf with white trim. Yeah. And white flowers. Yeah. Um, do you guys carry carry that at all? Yeah. No, that sounds like the the Daphne I recall having in the past. Um, and I want to say I even tried growing one, um, but they are, they're just gorgeous plants. They're really pretty and they yeah. smell just amazing. Like it's one yeah, of those great fragrances. Yeah. They, they smell probably, uh, they, I would say one of the 
best smelling like flowers that you're going to find. But they just mm-hmm. they tend to be like even the uh, the ones that I've recalled and this always changes and I haven't looked up on it in the last few years, but uh they're I would say they're kind of a borderline to not hardy, like on the edge of like just barely borderline hardy. So it's like it's one of those situations where a lot of the varieties where if you've got a hardy one, it might survive a winter, but probably not most winters. Like ninety percent of the winters it won't survive. And then some it will. It's more of a California kind of Yeah, it's plant. it's a bit warmer climate. It doesn't like I mean, it just doesn't like the colder weather and you know, does well. And that's where I think we have brought them in as kind of like a really nice annual um, that comes in with like some things like uh, I want to say bougainvillea, right? We we'll, sometimes we'll bring in bougainvilleas or mm. things like that, and and it'll you know do does loves the summer here. It's just our winters we we're such a drastic change as opposed to a lot of the other places, and it just doesn't seem. Because to... the it says zones seven through nine. Yeah, and like we can um, so, like, yeah, it's very borderline. Like seven is like so close. Um, but just not quite there. Like I usually don't feel comfortable going above a five in most things, but you know, there's always those things where sometimes like a six or a seven in certain cases can work, but yeah, it's tough. We, I mean, like what, uh, Roger was trying to do, you know, it's, if you can save it, it's, it, you can do it, but you know, it just, it, 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 it makes it a little tougher, but it, you know, sometimes it's worth it. So we could put it on a, um, in one of those big oak barrels cause it says, Height is four to five feet. Width is four to five feet. Yeah, they're super, they're not very um, large, um, but yeah, they do. Uh, man, they are they smell amazing. So, uh, thanks for the call, Doug. I appreciate it. We'll keep uh, we'll look into that. I'll, I'm going to look into it more because there's always varieties of things coming in. You know, like new varieties that they've developed, and sometimes like. Uh, you know, if you can find one that is a newer variety that will do well, like it'll just. I'd, I'd buy one <laughs> immediately. Yeah, take off. They smell so good. So, all right, let's see. We got a couple calls here. Let's go to Nick in Boise. Nick, how's it going? How can we help you? Good. Well, uh, you know, I'm an avid gardener, both vegetable garden and flowers. And if I've learned anything, I've learned that everything depends on the quality of your soil. Absolutely. So, so I've gotten to be kind of a a student of uh, what makes a good soil. And um, there's a couple of things I thought you guys might enjoy uh, reading and hearing or seeing. Uh, I've just been reading a book that was fascinating. Uh, It's it's certainly not a book that you read because you think it's Real fun or adventure, <laughs> more of a textbook. It, yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. That's what I kept thinking. I kept thinking, God, this is like taking a class. Anyway, it's called the Hidden Forest, mm-hmm. and the author's last name is, I guess you pronounce it Luoma. It's L U O M A. John Luoma. Fitting for a soil book, Loma. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Anyway, it's uh, I would highly recommend it to, if you want to understand, especially our forest, uh, uh, and what works and what doesn't. Absolutely. I, yes, I love – so I'm just going to – sorry, I don't mean to cut you off there, but soils is the thing that I enjoyed the most when I was in school. 
uh, I mm-hmm. had a tremendous soils instructor. He was the the head of the uh, actually the entire horticulture department at the school I went to, and uh, it's fascinating stuff. Pardon the pun; it is dry, <laughs> but it yeah. is it is fascinating stuff. It's a it's a, it's its own ecosystem. It's just a, oh, another it world it's, essentially it's, that's happening underneath our feet. It's it's amazing that, stuff. That. That's right. We, we we pay attention to everything above the ground, and the truth of the matter is, what's important is what's going on underground. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Anyway, the other thing is, uh, and you can find this on Netflix, and you guys might have seen it. Have you seen the? Uh, it's kind of it's it's. I guess you'd call it a documentary. It's called Kiss the Dirt. Um, I have not seen that one, um, which surprises me because I usually look for those sorts of things. Um, but I will look for it when I get home because I don't have anything. Well, else what, I, what I thought was really cool about <laughs> it is, is it, it actually gives us a, an, a solution to the, uh, climate warming if we could get our farmers to uh, use no-till farming, we would uh, make a drastic difference in this earth. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a. Uh, I I'm with you on the no-till farming. Um, it's uh, probably more than I want to get into on this show, but uh, I I hear you, Nick. I those are things that I jive with. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get into too much of that to you here because I know it's a touchy subject. I have a, a brother who is a, a rancher, and uh, I know all too well how quickly those kind of conversations can can get heated. So I wanna. I wanna. I'm just. Uh, you know, I don't do this. I'm not gonna do this very often. But that's something I'm just gonna avoid that. But I do appreciate the recommendation. Like I said, it's something I jive with, uh, and I'm probably gonna watch that show. <laughs> Yeah, you have to check it out. Because <laughs> I'm interested in it. But I appreciate the call, Nick. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break. We've got Wendy and Sue on the line. Please stay on the line. We will get to you as soon as we get back here after the break on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and I've got a question for you, Callie. Which came first, the chicken or the feed? Don't you mean the chicken or the egg? No. At Zamzo's, we'd like to think the feed came first, because we've been formulating our own high-quality chicken feed since 1933. But Zamzo's also carried baby chicks at our first store. So maybe Grandpa and Grandma Z brought in some baby chicks before they made their first batch of feed. Then what would the baby chicks eat? Zamzo's feed, the best chicken feeds you can buy. Well, no argument there. But wouldn't the baby chicks have to first be an egg that was hatched by a hen that was eating Zamzo's lay pellets? Yes, so that means the egg came first. Or was it the chicken? Well, those baby chicks would need to eat Zamzo's chick starter and pullet developer so they could grow into hens so they could lay the egg in the first place. Do you get it now? What I'm getting is a headache. Well, at least you have to concede that before you can have an egg, you have to have a hen. But before we can have a hen, you have to have an egg. So how can the feed come first? (laughs) Let's not go through that again. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. A Ben Shapiro show weekdays from one to three on six seventy KBOI. 
All right, we are back for part four, the Zamzo's Garden Show. This is going to be a little bit of a short segment. We went a little bit long there, but that's totally fine. We got plenty of time. We have Darian Seifert from the uh, State Street Store in, in with us today. Darian, thanks for coming in and hanging out with me for a little bit. No problem. Uh, let's get to these calls. We've got Wendy, who's been waiting patiently. Wendy, how's it going? How can we help you? Hi, I love your show. Thank you. And we moved here from Kansas about nine years ago, and I'm a lover of knockout roses. Oh, yeah. I love them. I had them when we were in Kansas, and I see them on the sides of the roads here, and they're just gorgeous. So I put some in last about three years ago, yeah. and they are not they are not the knockouts that I'm familiar with. Mm. They say knockout on the tags, yeah. but they are spindly, very spindly. Mm. They just grow wacky. They don't stay in that beautiful globe like they're supposed to. Are they blooming? So what am I doing wrong? Am I doing something wrong, or is it the variety that I have? Um, are they blooming? Are the wacky things blooming? They are blooming, okay. but it's on a real spindly, you know, and this is it. Knockouts are not spindly. Yeah. They are compact and beautiful and round and gorgeous. Yeah. And they bloom all summer long. I and think, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I think what might have happened. Um, so uh, as if you're a fan of roses, you probably know that most roses are grafted. Um, so you have your knockout rose is a, a specific plant that was grown and then it's grafted onto a different rootstock, similar to what they do with most fruit trees. Um, so, and it's the same for lots of roses is they're, they're actually grafted. I think what's happened is probably the knockout, the actual knockout part has probably been, it might've died or you have a bad, it had a bad graft and what's growing, what you're seeing is actually the rootstock is taking over. Um, that's wow, what I, I have five guess. of them. And they're all doing it? Guys. All of them are they're doing it? They're all doing it. Yeah, That's why I'm thinking weird. maybe I'm doing something wrong. I don't think so. I mean, if you I mean if you've if you've you've grown them before and you're doing it and they're alive, I think it's either oh, the variety or something something weird happened um, with the graft or um, yeah, I'm not sure. Do you in your pruning them? How often do you prune them? As soon as they get long and spindly. Yes, man. Yeah. <laughs> man, I'm not sure. You I know what? I try to prune them back. I try yeah. to prune them back um, because I I took a horticulture class, and yeah. you know, I was even labeled a master gardener, which you know is a crazy <laughs> term. Unless you're a gardener for a hundred years. But anyway, um, yeah, in Kansas, you, I mean. And the soil isn't that great in Kansas. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But you literally dig a hole, put it in, cover the hole up, and stand back, and that thing will grow yeah. even in a drought. I mean, that's what I know Here, of knockouts as well, yeah. Yeah, and so I'm a huge fan. And are there, you know, but I think I'm going to pull these out and re- rework the soil and yeah. rework my whole um, process here. But are there? are they coming out with any new knockout colors because I know they have the pink 
and the red, yeah. and I think I've even seen some yellow. Yeah, I've but, typically just seen the pink and red, and we've grown them uh, at the Chinden store years ago. I remember we did it. But you know what I would do? Before you do all that, what? before you go to pr- pulling them all out, what I would do is take a couple pictures, go over to the Chinden store, and talk to Christian. I've already mentioned his name today, um, so he's probably going to be mad at me that I'm giving him so much work to do. But Christian loves roses. He is a rose connoisseur, and he knows his stuff when it comes to roses. Take a couple pictures, maybe even bring a sample in, and show Christian and talk to him. He might have some uh, suggestions uh, that I'm not aware of. Um, but do that first, and then if you do decide to take him out, he will be able to find you some really nice some knockout knockouts. <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm full of puns right. today. Well, I was also wondering, maybe I'm not fertilizing them correctly, but I've never had to fertilize nah, a knockout. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> that doesn't sound right to me. Knockouts are pretty yeah. leave them alone sort of plants. They're, they're just plug them in and let them go. Exactly. They stay beautiful. That's, they might get bigger, but they stay beautiful. Yeah, that's kind of what their point is. Not yeah, these are just not those plants. So. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. All right. Christian, and Christian will love having the conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Thanks for the call, Wendy. Sorry to hear about your roses. Hopefully we can get that figured out. we got a few minutes left. Let's go to Sue in Meridian. Sue, how can we help you today? Hey there. I have a question about an apple tree yeah. that I have in New York. And I guess um, it was getting too much water because the roots started growing above the ground. Mm. And so somebody from Zamzos told me to put down sand all around them to have it be, um, to give it more drainage. Yeah. But um, I'm one, I also want to fertilize it like with some manure or compost. So which one should I put down first? Well, so first I'm going to take it back in just a second there because putting sand over the top of that is not going to help drainage. I'm not sure who told you that, but... Um, and I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to call anybody out, but not quite right. Um, the main thing there is that we have clay soil, and when you add sand to clay soil, you actually make it worse. Um, soils, oh. and this is you know back to the guy we had on earlier talking about soils. Soils are fascinating things, and you have to add an exponential amount of sand to make a sand a sandy soil when it's already a heavy clay like we have. So forget about the sand part. Um, and, uh, you'd be better off with compost, um, a layer okay. of compost over the top because that'll break down and enrich the soil. I, what else would you think would do something like that? Like it could help with that. Just loosening. What do you usually recommend? Darian? I mean, the compost or, our, or even our raised bed mix, um, yeah. you know, typically when the roots were on the so- soil surface it's cause the water wasn't going deep enough where the roots would chase it. Yeah, so. right. So, right. And that's, you know, we've got a lot of water, but it's staying up really high. Right. And we, and you want it to get down deeper. So, um, I would say go with the, go the compact compost route. Um, how old's okay. the, how, how old's the tree? About six years old. Okay. So it's pretty well established. Um, I don't think, uh, yeah, just doing like some compost around it. You might even do like a small, like a light aeration, like uh, around it. Like if you're going to aerate, is it in the lawn? It is in the yeah. lawn, and the, there's so many roots that are sticking yeah. up. I don't think I'd be able to aerate it unless I did it with a really tiny hand. Yeah. 
shovel, but I could um, put a border around it and then fill it up with compost and make it taller. Yeah, and you just don't you just don't want to have that compost right next to the bark, you know, too high. I mean, it's an old tree, so or I shouldn't say an old tree; it's an established tree. Um, so it shouldn't be a too big of an issue, but yeah, I would say do some composting and then feed it thrive would be a great one to do right now. Um, and, and that'll take care of you. I don't, you know, really what you got to do is you're trying to amend that soil. So the water goes further down, um, and something like, uh, even the penetrant might even help with that a little bit. So, which is a whole nother thing. And I'm sorry to throw something at you where we're just about out of time. Um, but yeah, Sue, send me an email, zamzos at zamzos.com, and uh, maybe some pictures, and uh, I'll take a look at it for you. We'll figure something out there. So, uh, Sorry to have to cut you off, but we're on the hard break. The show's just about over. Darian, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, come out, get a little bit of break from the store, and uh, now you get to get back to it. So That's right. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you again next week here on the Zamzos Garden Show on KBOI. This is Callie Zamzo. And did you wake up crabby this morning? Or is he still in bed? Just kidding. But what's just as bad is having your lawn wake up with crabgrass, which then makes you crabby. So before that happens, stop by your nearest Zamzo's and pick up some Zamzo's Defense Crabgrass Preventer, especially if your lawn had crabgrass last year. Crabgrass is easily preventable, but the window to apply a pre-emergent is only open for a short time. So come get your crabgrass preventer now. And while you're at Zamzo's, ask about Defend's disease control to prevent and control lawn fungus. And our duration grub control and Zamzo's chinch bug control. Remember, preventing lawn problems is easier and less expensive than curing them. And will make you and your lawn a lot less crabby. When the forsythia bush starts to bloom is the time to apply crabgrass preventer. So come pick up yours now and be ready with help from us at Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including Overland just east of Eagle Road. Nobody knows.